that seemed to be expanding across the 27,000-square-mile region that's home to the Hopi, Ute, Zuni, and Navajo Nation reservations. Adding to the mystery, reports of other suspected cases were coming in from across the United States. The first clue to solving the puzzle came when Tom Kaizak, who had been recruited from the U.S. Army Medical Research Institute of Infectious Diseases to the Special Pathogens Branch, ran the patient's samples against a battery of infectious agents. He found an unexpected immune response against certain old-world viruses known to be transmitted by rats. These so-called hantaviruses, named for the Hantan River in South Korea, were first identified during the Korean War when American soldiers were getting infected with something called Korean hemorrhagic fever. A collective term for infections from any number of related viruses in Eurasia and Africa, this illness was commonly known as hemorrhagic fever with renal syndrome, HFRS. But the illness we were seeing in the Four Corners area did not involve the kidneys. While one of the infected rodent reservoirs or natural host and vector for transmission, the common rat, had spread worldwide via shipping lanes, it rarely, if ever, caused disease. Even so, our lab people began using genetic methods to probe the blood of various rodents throughout the New World. More definitive lab evidence trickled in from genetic studies of this new virus's genetic material in the blood of infected persons, and this allowed CDC to develop more sophisticated diagnostic tests. It turned out that what we were seeing was a rare New World virus closely related to the Old World hantaviruses that had never been associated with disease. So, 40 years after its first appearance in Korea, this appeared to be a pulmonary version, hantavirus pulmonary syndrome, HPS. But what was the specific agent, where did it come from, and what was the rodent host? We launched multiple lines of investigation, but this was before CDC had established incident management systems. We had no task force structure and no emergency operations center for coordinating large outbreaks so it was more chaotic than it should have been. Even so, we kept the focus on the patients. During the Korean War, when our soldiers started coming down with Korean hemorrhagic fever, researchers identified the antiviral drug ribavirin as a fully effective treatment. So, our first line of action in the Four Corners region was to put together a ribavirin trial in patients to see whether or not this drug was a therapeutic option. That task was entrusted to a team led by Dr. Louisa Chapman. Our second objective was to more sharply define the clinical illness. That meant going to all the hospitals where these potential cases came from and observing firsthand the clinical spectrum, which is the only way you can know what you're seeing when you see it and thus identify new cases. The next step was to talk to survivors and to the family members of those who didn't survive visiting their homes and trying to identify the risks while also trying to understand the course of the illness. Our goal in all of this was to keep new cases from happening, which necessarily involved finding the virus's natural host or reservoir and determining the risk factors and behaviors of the virus, the rodents, and the infected people that accounted for infection. It also demanded that we create diagnostic tests and figure out the laboratory tools we were going to need to identify the disease. The parallel phase of our job for the mammologist was to try to figure out where the reservoir of the disease was located. For hantavirus, 
This required trapping and studying rodents all across the southwestern United States to try to nail down everything we could about the disease vector. In the case of hantaviruses, the terms vector and reservoir are often used interchangeably because the rodents serve as both, the natural host and the direct source of human infection. In other diseases, such as West Nile, the natural reservoirs may be birds, but mosquitoes act as the vector. Once we'd assembled all these pieces of information, the task was to link them together to create a final prevention strategy that would work in the specific communities affected. That was an incredible amount of work in and of itself. But then we also needed to review patients' charts and get details on every individual right down to their temperature, respiratory rate, and heart rate. What was the history of the current illness? What was the previous history? What was their travel history? What were their hobbies? What were potential exposures? What medications were they on? What about their surgical history?